everybody it's your boy zach and kevin here with another week's episode of coffee shop sports week one of the nfl season is in the books baby which means we're back with some real football to review for the first time in 2023 how you feeling about that kev dude i wish i felt better about it um fantasy was a disaster my buffalo bills were a disaster so you know i'm uh low-key I don't know if it's still cool to say low key, but it's just part of my vernacular. I'm low key dreading it, but I wouldn't have anybody else by my side to do it with. So that's pretty awesome. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, we kind of had opposite weeks. I mean, I went for six for seven in my leagues right off the bat, which is a great feeling. My one loss was in the Scott Fishbowl League, which is a bummer. That's tough. Third third highest scoring team in the division and still took took Mm. an L. So that sucked. But... One all other six of my leagues. Yeah, you heard that right. I'm in six other leagues, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, I hit a couple parlays over the weekend, too. Made my money back on my FanDuel lines up. So I, I honestly could not have had a better week one other than Aaron Rodgers' Achilles. About my only loss for this weekend. That hurts, man. And um, yeah, rub it in a little bit more. Um, yeah, no, well, thank you. I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I'm super happy to see things going well for somebody that's pretty much, you know, the universal yin and yang of sports, of life, of fantasy football, where there is always going to be devastation. There will also be elation. And I've had my turn. I've had a good couple of years. I'm not going to I'm not going to um, cut my losses just yet. I'm not going to I'm going to lick my wounds and I'm going to come back stronger in week two for sure. Good to hear, man. Yeah. Well, we get to do our first first sip of the season. First yes. first sip. Love that. Um, love that. And this week, since it's week one, our first sip is going to be a pretty mellow one, which is just which week one performance was the most concerning for you. I try not to specifically overreact to week one losses because teams are rusty. Now more than ever, teams aren't playing in the preseason. So let's take this with a grain of salt. But for you, which of the losses was the most concerning? It's very difficult to say because um, it's pretty easy to categorize a certain kind of loss. Um, My favorite, one of my favorite quotes that I regularly, I say it every year, I hear it every year. I believe it's attributed to Kyle Brandt of Good Morning Football. And that is week one is a liar. We all know that there are going to be teams who underperform significantly that make the playoffs, maybe even the Super Bowl. And there are going to be teams who you know, looked amazing who don't make the playoffs. It's a tale as old as time. Week one is a liar. Um, And we won't know what it is until it happens. Um, But that being said, teams like, and I'm being generous here, but the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills, the the three AFC heavyweights, I'm inclined to say R-E-L-A-X, relax. Um, You know, this is nothing new for Josh Allen throwing away games. Uh, Burrow's clearly not healthy, so I would say that's a concern if he doesn't get it right. And then the Chiefs, I mean, Travis Kelsey's going to be back next week. So health and, you know, uh, quarterbacks who try to play hero ball withholding, I'm not worried about those teams. 
Now, there are two teams, Zach, who I'm actively worried about. I don't want to take both of yours. Got to pick one. Yep. And I'm not going to take both of yours. So I'm going to say one. And if you don't say it, we'll catch it on the back end. I'll go with the one that looked worse. I'll go with the team that looked abysmal in week one. And they did face a pretty quality opponent. But every year there's a preseason darling. There's a preseason paper tiger coming into the regular season who, you know, everybody's telling me to watch out for. And this year it was Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm partly to blame. Um, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. You know, I was blown away by the training camp catches of George Pickens. I was blown away by the metrics that 100% told me without a doubt Deontay Johnson was going to have a crazy season. He did get hurt. There's no injury dunking here. Yeah, tough to blame that on. No, not not on Deontay, but the defense looked bad. Pickett looked like Pickett from last year and like the picket we all thought he was. There was a forecasted leap here. It's looking a little bit like that might have been fool's gold. It, it is week one. It, it is a Super Bowl contending team that did it. So I'm going to hold my breath on it, but it was not encouraging whatsoever to see. I kind of see the Steelers similar to how I feel about the Giants this week, where both of these teams got just decimated. Yeah. By two likely Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. And while I did think the Steelers could take a jump offensively, I don't think anybody thought it was going to be against the 49ers. Yeah. And I feel like the 49ers just came out of the gate just dominant. There were only a couple teams in week one that I really felt like played their best week one football. Yeah. And that was the Cowboys and the 49ers. And I don't... I don't want to put too much stock into the performance. It's definitely alarming from the Steelers. Yeah. That they couldn't get anything going offensively. Deontay Johnson was having a fine day before the hamstring injury, but again, not much you could do about that. And unfortunately, right. he tends to get these injuries a little more frequently than you'd like. Yeah. Looks like he's going to be out a couple of weeks, which I think is a pretty big hindrance to that offense because yeah. he sees the bulk of the coverage. I'm not sure George Pickens is going to be great seeing blanket coverage by opposing number one quarterbacks so yeah that's a and let's not alarming. forget we've been touting deontay johnson as a fantasy darling and and he was available so late so not just yeah. for the steelers but for fantasy no it's De- deontay johnson managers are going to be scrambling for a couple if you were planning on him being your wide receiver two or, or, or three or your flex or whatever you're going to be yeah, scrambling gotta, a little bit honestly i mean that may be a perfectly lucky situation because he's only expected to be out three four weeks mm-hmm which means maybe you can grab Puka Nakua, throw him in your lineup for three or four weeks until yeah. Cubs back, and yeah, you got some wide receiver one games. Yeah. I mean, but I, I am a little alarmed at the Steelers, but it's not the offense that alarms me because I do feel like the 49ers' defense is just phenomenal. But the Steelers' defense looked bad. Yeah. And the Steelers' defense is normally good. TJ Watt was still his game-breaking self. He did what he does. do anything to stop the 49ers. Mm-mm. So... Yeah, as a team, little concerned the Steelers aren't going to make any sort of leap. I want to see Kenny Pickett against a worse defense because that's right. a tough ask. That's like being a rookie, having your first game against Bill Belichick. Like It's hard to throw anything into that. Yeah. But but there's at least some level of concern that this offense is going to be the same as it was last year. Right. So I'll roll in with my pick, which is kind of a similar situation. Part of me did think about putting the Seahawks here because Mm. they were my bold prediction to be Super Bowl contenders. That was my second team. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's fair. We'll talk say. about that. Yeah, we'll throw that in. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Bears here Oof. because that one was <laughs> alarming to me. Yeah, this is a team that a lot of people were pretty high on, especially for fantasy purposes. Justin Fields could have made that sort of leap type scenario. And you have DJ Moore out of the offense. Everybody's excited for Khalil Herbert, kind of what he's going to do from the rushing side. There's some Cole Komet hype, if somewhat, not too much there. But everybody was expecting this Bears offense to kind of take that step forward. And they didn't. And the defense was worse than it was last year after they traded away all these players, you know. So you don't get the leap on offense. Justin Fields looks like the same quarterback from last year who had issues throwing the ball scrambled looked a little panic at times and he looked the same i'll give you the packers defense did look really good similar yeah. to what they did last year but the play calling was just as bad as it was last year the defense was way worse than it was last year and the offensive line still looked like it was in shambles it's yeah. like it's like they did nothing yeah DJ Moore ended up i believe getting like two or three targets in his game you you go trade the first round first first overall pick and get dj Moore back as like a huge part of it and you don't even make an effort to integrate him into the offense it's tough man it just i it makes you really wonder if they are as bad as they were last year this year how much longer that head coach is going to last yeah and i i'm inclined to think that like you know this the nature of this exercise will have us being pretty harsh and and being pretty strict on our call outs but that being said i've didn't see anything to inspire confidence from me from Chicago either. Um, you usually look for some trends, maybe a, a late game pickup score, a gimme, like, you know, you, you maybe look for those big free agent acquisitions or trade acquisitions to make big plays, signs of positive things to come, you know, did not, did not get that kind of vibe from Chicago. And yeah, I mean, we, who would have thought that, the Packers would steamroll in the first game. I mean, it, I thought it would at least be a competitive game. Um, alas, it was not to be. I do believe we need to start talking about Rashawn Gary in the TJ Watt and Nick Bosa tier of game wrecking. Like he, he's really such a special, Very good. he's such a special yeah. player on the edge. I think so. he's got to do it a little more consistently to be considered that level. Cause he's shown yeah. a lot of flashes. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, he's been great since he's been in the league. He's just been a little inconsistent. And that Packers defense is always a little underrated. Yeah. They've been That's good true. the last couple of years. And they have no. some good pieces between Jair's Gary, great. Jair Alexander back there. <clears throat> they have a good linebacking core, too, but I can't remember the names, of course. But Yeah, um, they're escaping me right now. But, yeah, no, they're, they're – No, I'm a fan. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I do think we should touch on the Seahawks because that was my other pick. Um, yeah, I mean, and the reason, were... yeah, the big reason for me on the on the Seahawks front is that, bro, they were not playing a Super Bowl contending team. They were not playing a team that you know they were playing a team that was objectively horrible last year, um, and a team that they should have beat. And the reason I'm not picking them as my alarm is because of them playing the Rams is because everybody was leaving the Rams left for dead based off what they had last year, but are forgetting that a lot of their failures last year were injury related. The offensive line was shredded. Matt Stafford was gone. Cam Akers gone. So 
they just kind of looked a little more reminiscent of the Rams before. I mean, Matt Stafford came out there and balled out. Yeah, he, he came was out with great. zero touchdowns, but he looked fantastic. Behind yeah, he was he was line. sharp, but you can't forget their down Cooper Cup. You know, they lost Bobby Wagner. They're, they they're, they lost Jalen Ramsey. Puka Nakua. What, what? <laughs> no, I totally, I'm on the hype train, bro. Choo choo, um, for sure, all about it. But I mean, that team is down. They're, they're absolutely down a lot of men and they're absolutely a lot more depleted and, you know, injury ridden and Stafford is another year older. As people think they are. I mean, other than Cooper Cup, they don't have a lot of big key name injuries, you know. They they were expected to be bad because they didn't bring a lot of people in. But Kyron Williams looks fine. That offensive line looked fine. Give a lot of credit that def- that Seattle defensive line is pretty much non-existent. They which really is just mean. crazy because because they should have been better. Like they went out, they picked up Draymond Jones. No, they yeah, went out and but- picked up some guys. I, I thought they'd be better. I'm I was very and that's and that's part of my disappointment in Seattle is we already knew that their offense would be decent. I hardly even call them that in that game, but we didn't what we we thought there would they would be better on the defensive side of the ball and i don't think that they showed that in week one no i did expect them to be better um i love Pachena nuosu and he yeah. had a fine game but then i mean outside of that you got jaron reed Marlo edwards jr draymond jones on the other end but yeah. no one crazy they brought back bobby wagner but he's not a pass rusher their yeah. linebackers and secondary has always been their juice and those they also looked bad i mean saddle didn't look good their yeah. offense bad didn't vibes. look great either but I don't know. I don't. I don't want to read too much into it because, again, this is still Sean McVay's Rams. They are a well-coached team. The Aaron Donald is a game wrecker. You saw again here. He he's lost no juice whatsoever. Yeah. And you the saw the clip was... of uh, Gino panic and throw. Oh get... God. Yeah, that was so great, dude. Oh my that God. I mean, hands down. Oh my no, God, that was no so funny. questions asked. It was so relatable. That that was the most. Uh, yeah, that was the most relatable. Gino's it's never come across. The Seahawks didn't look great, but I'm willing to give them a little bit of leeway because the Rams can still pull out those games this season. There's no question. That offense didn't look like they were missing Cooper Cup that bad. I mean, between Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, Tyler Higby, like you got to give those guys credits because they didn't just, the Seahawks weren't as bad. Those guys came out and played a a really good game. And Kyron Williams looked good. Cam Akers looked like he couldn't move, which is unfortunate. But the rest of the team... I don't know. I want to give some credit to Sean McVay and the Rams. I don't think that was that game was necessarily a Seahawks downfall as much as it was a Rams showing the world they're not tanking and have no plans on doing so. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I I just dunked on the Steelers who lost to the NFC Championship runner-up uh, San Francisco 49ers. So I, I'm I gotta I gotta spread the love. You know, teams like I said, teams like Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, they're a little impervious to the levels of criticism from a week one loss that, you know, a team like Seattle, who's kind of newer to this, you know, um, we'll say contender tier, same with Pittsburgh. So I, yeah, I'm absolutely, I, we gotta, we gotta, the cannons loaded, Zach, we do have I mean, to fire say it, that, unfortunately. But Seattle's been like Super Bowl contenders and playoff but, contenders. But they're the in a new like era. No, I understand you. I see your point, but they're in a new era. This is not that But Seattle's the new era game. last year, they were also playoff contenders. They got smoked in the wild card round. But that's still playoff contenders. Well, I guess when I said contenders, I meant like legitimate, like title contenders, I guess. Unfortunately, 
then you can't consider the Bills playoff contenders. Well, they are title contenders, 100%. They, they are. smoked in the first round. No, they haven't. They've never gone home. In the, they haven't gone home in the first round since 2019. They, right, got sorry, they got smoked. They got smoked in the second round two years ago and last year, and they got smoked in the championship three years ago. So, it's, and it's regardless of whether or not they are or aren't playoff or title contenders, you you can't argue that the Bills have been more established title contenders than the Seahawks the last three seasons. The that last can't three be. seasons, sure. yeah, yeah. Which is which it's, is the the era I'll say that we're in. We're in the Geno Smith era. As long as Pete Carroll's there, I consider it basically the same era. I don't care. I get your like, point. That yes. man has kept that team together yeah. for throughout his entire career, no matter who was there. And he proved it last year with Geno. Um, I'm willing to give him a little bit of a passing game one. I want to see more. Yeah. Tyler Lockett got knocked out for a concussion evaluation halfway through the game, yeah. which I think threw a big wrench in that offense. For sure. Uh, you've still got Njigwa coming back from the hand Look, injury. Looks pretty good. Well, you had no limitations. I'm sure yeah. they were limiting him. There's no way right. that was just full reign. So, I don't know. I want to see more from them. I'm not too too concerned about it. So, so let's let's do uh, really quick before we move on because we have a really great segment related to uh, gauging where we're at. Um, let's let's do a, a one to ten panic alarm for the three teams we talked about. Let's do Seattle Seahawks one to ten panic button. Where are you at? I'm at a three. Seven of five. Seahawks. Seven yeah, of five. Not too concerned. I, yeah. I think that they're one of the teams that could be just week one as a liar. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go Steelers. Steelers. I'm gonna say seven. Uh, with the injury, I'm probably at a seven too. I'm worried about them. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> Bad vibes. And last but not least, how are you feeling about? Why am I blanking? On yeah, who did you talk about? What was your team? <laughs> Completely spacing. Hold on. Oh, the Bears. How oh. concern level for the Bears? I'll that, say six. Me, I'm more concerned about the Bears than any of these teams. They're an eight to me. I, I saw nothing saying they were not who they were last year. Yeah, I'll say six because I think that Fields... We, like I, it's going to sound like low-hanging fruit, but like we know he's prone to these kind of performances, even since he's gotten better or like turned the corner he's been prone to has. i don't think he's shown that he turned the corner but we were waiting for it this year and yeah. now i'm concerned it's not gonna happen didn't it kind of feel like when he had that statistical outburst last year though that like the tide was turning and he was looked at as like this franchise cornerstone they wouldn't like no way we're moving on from fields there's no way we'll trade fields doesn't I think it, that depends who you asked. A lot of Bears fans are not sold on him. Yeah. At all. There was a lot of discussion that don't forget there was a lot of discussion they were going to trade him and no, I do. The yeah. Overall pick. But so they, I don't but think anybody didn't. thought they didn't. But just the fact that there's a discussion means they didn't. They weren't just like, okay, he's the guy. Yeah. They wanted to see that this season, and I'm I'm concerned it's not going to happen. I want to see him develop more as a passer. So. It will be very interesting to track these three storylines. I definitely think we should keep our eyes on those teams specifically as it relates to this conversation because we can assess just how much of a liar week one is. Yeah, I mean, we're going to yeah. find out. Yeah. Which means we get to move to the next segment, which is going to be hot or not. <laughs> hot or not. I love here. that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to give some players who had either crazy good, crazy bad performances in week one, and we're going to give you a heat check on them. Are they too hot? We're not really for it. Too cold? Not looking at it either. Or just right? We yeah. think these guys are what we saw in week one. 
and we're going to ride with them all the way and, and I think the way that I see it too is if we assess players specifically, maybe we assess statements made and then we assess the validity of the statement through hot is like, it's either too hot of a take, cold, it's not hot enough of a take, or just right, you just spit a fact there. So Statement, performance, whatever you want. We're yeah. going to give each other a player, yeah. a statement, whatever it is, and the other yeah. one is just going to bring it out Absolutely. Hot, cold, just right. All right, I'm kicking this segment off, though. I got one for you, okay? And I, I need your... Hit me with it, yeah. All right. Where are we at on Brandon Ayuk dropping an absolute nuclear bomb in week one? It's just right, baby. It's oh. just right. Oh. No, I'm in. I'm in. I think the tide has been turning on Ayuk being the wide receiver one in the 49ers. You heard nothing but buzz in the offseason that he's looked better and better. I think he's always been an elite route runner. All his work of reception perception has been just glowing since he entered the NFL. He had his weird doghouse situation. Mm. He had a little rocky start there. But when you look at like his per game stuff, he was good last year. I think he finished at like wide receiver 15 under the radar because he was just consistent. But these type of boom performances were always, they could have been there for Ayuk, but he hasn't had a quarterback that could do it. Jimmy G was not that guy. Trey Lance played half a game, and then Brock Purdy came in last year, and you saw some connections building. Yes, he still threw to Debo. He threw to Kittle a lot, but there was always that little bit of connection with Ayuk, and you're starting to see that trust develop, similar to kind of what we were seeing with, like, right off the bat with Ridley and Lawrence, mm -hmm. that you have a guy that these quarterback trust that's willing to throw it no matter if you're covered or not. Like the I'm always open type players. Seeing that from Purdy to Ayuk, that's wheels up for me because I always knew he could do it. And then watching that touchdown where he just saw him, didn't matter if he was blanket covered, threw that in there. Ayuk made the catch. Eight for eight, two touchdowns. Insanity. I think, yeah, I think he's perfectly ranked there. Just right. Like it's right, it's like when you take a little bit sip of a latte and it's just that like sweet foam on top oh. with a little bit of espresso. It's not oh. too hot. You can drink a nice gulp. That's going to be a uke all season for me. I think with Purdy behind there, he showed he was competent week one off the bat. I don't think he's the best quarterback in the world, but if he can get the ball to Ayuk like that and run that offense, it's not going to matter. I think he has top 12 season. In, yeah, in man. And I'm, I'm thinking about our listeners, right? And I'm thinking about, you know, what makes for a compelling podcast? You know, I'm going to come on here and, and disagree with you. I can't do that. You're spot on, bro. Brandon Ayuk is just right. I mean, we were like one of the podcasts who were probably the highest on Brandon Ayuk out of everybody. And he was a trendy name. Like, you know, uh, the reception yep. perception was was nothing but favorable. And, you know, the, the chemistry, you mentioned that with Purdy is so there and that trust is so there. So I can't come out here and say that even though this man dropped a nuclear bomb, it's too hot. I can't do it in good conscience. I, I'm I'm in. I don't know if it's going to be that extreme every single week. So if there was a too hot, no, it's course, just that yeah. he did kind of just go bonkers. I don't know that it's going to be the ceiling is necessarily that, but that is absolutely in the range of outcomes any given week. So, but it was nice to see the ceiling in a game that they didn't have to keep up in wasn't a track like, meet whatsoever you got to see a ceiling in a game that he got eight targets yeah it if was a very keeping yeah. up with someone they're putting the foot on the gas yeah maybe he doesn't get two touchdowns every game but he broke 100 yards on eight targets like it was nothing yeah and and purdy i said this i tweeted this out actually watching the game because i thought it last year i remember everybody said oh 
that's the most um, fraudulent five and zero. It's the most fraudulent undefeated record. You know, Shanahan's quarterback friendly. This, that, and the third. Zach, he's got moxie. He's got pocket maneuverability. He's accurate. He's got swagger. Did you see him call out Patrick Peterson after the game? I did. Yeah. I who, I'm, who I love Brock Purdy. Like he was struggling with oh, all dude, game. Pat Pete is cooked. We've known that. You 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 were a Vikings fan last year. I don't know. I liked him in the Vikings. I would love to see him move to safety. Yeah, I think that I agree. would be such a great. Or move just a for zone him. scheme. You know, go play yeah. for when Leslie Frazier comes back. Inevitably, <laughs> go back. Go be on Leslie Frazier's team where they play nothing but zone. Like he's, he's a good. Yeah, he's still got some some. But I don't know that he can hang with these these young these young bucks in man to man. I don't. I think it's over. No, I'm really starting to see, which is going to make a lot of sense when I say it, but. I'm starting to see a lot of Kirk Cousins out of Brock Purdy. Kind of what you saw hmm. with the Redskins where people were yeah. like, well, he's just kind of a guy. He's running a system, which, mind you, Kyle Shanahan in Washington. Yeah. And then you hear all the reports that Kyle Shanahan wanted a Mac Jones-type quarterback, was in contact with Kirk Cousins, wanted them there. He's kind of that. He's kind of I, that underrated guy. Got some good pocket maneuverability. Never going to have that crazy arm. Never going to have that, like, 400-yard, three-touchdown game. But super smart, can run a scheme, can get to the ball to the right place. And yeah. when he needs to show a little bit of grit, shows a little bit of grit. Yeah. I think Brock Purdy is like Kirk Cousins if Kirk Cousins, like, was into, like, essential oils and, like, you know, had a little Kirk bit of, like, the more... Is <laughs> if if if, if uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, had a little bit more... Because I think Kirk Cousins has less composure. I think that's a big difference. I, I don't think Kirk Cousins is as, is as poised as Brock Purdy. I've seen Kirk know, Cousins... Kirk, he Kirk gets will a, sit in the pocket and take a big hit like but he, it's nothing. But, but he gets a little, a little harebrained. He gets a little reckless... You know, I haven't seen that out of Brock Purdy in his career yet. I've seen nothing we but... We saw it a little bit from him in the playoffs last year. We saw a little bit of him getting getting a little under pressure and kind of throwing it to the ground, throwing it in some receiver's feet. I mean, it's it's Sometimes happened. that's We've a smart play. A little bit. Sometimes the, yeah. the, the, no, the spikes sometimes in the it is. is a smart play, but I, I hear you. I, I think I, Purdy's... I don't think they're the same person, but I think I, I, yeah, when I we're think talking Purdy's... ceiling of quarterback, I don't think we're going to see greatness out of Brock Purdy. I think we're gonna see. I think it's possible. I'll be honest. Brock I think Brady. it's. I do think it's possible. I'll just say that. I, you know. I don't think he's got the arm talent for that. Well, I mean, but but I mean, neither is like Tua, and Tua's great. No, you can't say that anymore. Tua just threw for what four hundred yards and three touchdowns. Like but that doesn't nothing. have anything to do with arm talent. That has nothing but to do with arm his, talent. He was ripping deep balls to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek like, Hill is a great deep ball adjuster, first of all, and also second of all, he didn't have to adjust. There was no adjustment made. You gotta watch some of those throws, man. I've watched. You, I watched the whole game. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta watch Tyreek break off the route. No, <laughs> it, I you, he but... hits him in stride because Tyreek is fast and he can adjust to the ball in in, in real time. Throwing deep balls to wicked fast for players isn't as easy as people make it seem. It's kind of hard to hit them in stride it, it's, like it's that. It's not out throw the coverage. That's the difference. I think. I think that when you say arm talent, people think he's gonna out throw the coverage. I think two is really accurate. I think he can zip it in there in in cases, but he's obviously not Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, or he's not going to, you know. No. I think yeah, Purdy has sim- a similar arm talent. I think Purdy has a similar like ceiling to Tua. I really do. I think that's gone now. I mean, I think maybe you would have had a case 
during the concussion stint, but from what we saw beginning of last year, the pace tool was on compared to where he picked off week one. I think he's now in the conversation of that top seven quarterback stuff where he's showing he is one of the most accurate quarterbacks. He's got juice. Not only yeah. is he running a scheme, but he's making plays happen. Yeah. I haven't seen that kind of like untapped, like rawness out of Purdy yet. He's still been so confined yeah. by that Shanahan system. But he but he was less yet. but he was less confined than he was last year. He absolutely came out we'll have to see. with a full off season of being the guy, the confidence. I, I think maybe it's possible that you're a little high on Tua and I'm a or, and I'm a little high on Purdy, but I, I do think that I think they're closer than we think they are, or, or than you really you're, you're acknowledging. Greatness in his future, like like I'm talking greatness, like like not... greatness, like like uh, like I'm talking like okay, so I think making it to two Super Bowls is, is great, and I think Jimmy G has achieved greatness. Are you referring to? But so is Jimmy G are you saying a team great greatness quarterback or individual no, individual greatness? greatness? Do you ever think he will achieve it's, individual it's difficult. greatness? That's a difficult. That's a tough. Uh, that's a tough assessment right now. I think yeah, he into his career. I think as of yeah. right now, I just I don't think it's going to happen. He could prove me wrong. Yeah, but individual greatness. I don't think he's ever going to top that. Get into that top tier. That's why I said like the Kirk Cousins, where it's like he can lead a team to the playoffs and the right team to a Super Bowl. Kirk yeah. has had some phenomenal seasons, but he's never leapt into that tier one. And it's I don't a really, think Purdy's got that. It's a really interesting conversation, and I'm glad we allowed ourselves to go down that rabbit hole. We do. I do think we should rein it back in. Um, 49ers fans, no. I apologize for um, Zach's ignorance. Um, I'm just kidding. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> no, because you'd for have to say the same guy, thing. Kirk Cousins is great. And you'd have to say the same thing about me with Tua. I mean, I, I, think, I, I think I'm super in on Tua this year, though. I, I really do. Yeah, I think he can make the leap to the tier one, and I don't think you do. So we'll have to see if that happens. I think yeah, I think, I think tier two is his ceiling, honestly. Man, I do. From what he, from what I saw out of week one with him on that team, it's tough not to see that guy that I saw out of Alabama. Yeah. Mean, this is this is the really first time that I've seen him play with the confidence that he did with Alabama that made him a a tank for Tua type player. He did have and some similar. I want to see that more. He did have some similar games last year. I was pretty blown away at times last year yeah. as well. I, yeah. I, the doubt that I had when he came into the league and my water pistol roasting narrative that is just completely over. Like that's that. Yeah. And gone. No. He's, if, if you're still saying Tua can't throw deep balls, you yeah. don't watch football anymore. Yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely he's he's pinpoint accurate. He's a, becoming a pretty good decision maker. Concussions, you know, withholding some of those games last year. I don't know if I'll, if I can hold them against them in in good faith. Um, but he also similarly just before we just to put a bow on it, he does have he's got that dog in him. He's gritty for sure. No, I'm a big fan. You yeah, know that I like to been on the tour bandwagon. So yeah. All right, well I'll move on. I'll give you my player. Little, little more concerning, I feel Here like, we go. than anybody else. Uh, Drake London, heat check. Ooh, um, I'm gonna go let's, out on a limb. You know what? You wanted, you wanted too hot, too cold, just right. So I'll give you one that I've been seeing circulate the Twitter sphere, X sphere, yeah, this please. morning. Rest of season. Drake London, Pukunakua. Okay. Too hot. So too cold, just right. So. Drake London going zero for one for zero and zero is too cold. There's absolutely no world in which that's going to continue to happen. 
I'm talking somebody left the burner off and put the pot back on and then you pour yourself uh, and you don't see steam and you're like, that's kind of weird. And then you take a sip and you're drinking colder than room temperature water somehow when it's just been sitting in the room. That's my take on the Drake London Zero for, for zero and zero. There's no way that's happening again all season. Um, now, Desmond Ritter poses a huge problem and his Drake London's heat is no longer at the level of I'm going to sue McDonald's because I got burned by my coffee. Drake London's heat is maybe at the level of like 45 seconds in the microwave, but zero for zero and zero is never happening again. He's, he's one for, he had one target. He didn't have a target. He's a great, game. great player. And, and I think it's possible that in fantasy football, he's could be a huge liability based on the, status of Desmond Ritter and the Falcons propensity to ignore their weapons. Um, so yeah. no that's... one's willing to waste talent as much as Arthur is. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean just, well, it's just a fact. It, it's, do you ever like play Madden and there's like a position on your roster in your franchise mode that you don't use, but you're like, Oh, I'm a GM. So I have to have a good, I have to have <laughs> I an have 82 to. overall there. <laughs> I do. I, yeah. I, have to I can't have, punt the position. I have to have a great fullback. I yeah. just can't L- live without it. <laughs> literally. And they don't see the field. I, I have to have a good, you know, it's, it's bonkers. It's, it's asinine. And you know what I think it is? I, I talked about this in the reception perception has like a, a sicko chat with just like the highest tier members. Yeah. And someone was talking about Arthur Smith. Cause he had that quote that was like, let the fantasy guys like worry about his one target. We win football games over here. And it's it's partially infuriating because I love Arthur as a head coach. Yeah, a lot and of that's, people do. It's like a hot take. I, I love him as a head coach. I loved him in Tennessee. I think he's really great for the Falcons. Yeah. And I think they're going to win games this season because their schedule is ridiculously easy. Yeah, that whole division is playing cupcake games every week. But he reminds me of like an old-ass grandpa who refuses to use the internet to make his life easier. It's like, yes, you can get this done, but I bet you could get it done a whole lot fucking better if you (laughs) use your top 10 wide receiver, top 10 tight end, and top 10 picked running back a little bit more. Because Bijan had a great week one, but let's not forget the fact that Tyler Algier was splitting over 50% of the work with him. Yeah, and and you know what? You're making some great points because I'm the resident millennial, right? I'm the I'm the old guy of the podcast, right? And and you know, I'm starting to look at, you know, some things on the internet and I'm like, you know, maybe life was easier when we had bricks for phones and and you know, but then I'm also at the same time like, you know, well, well, you know, I'm going to go with my phone book and find this number, give me 25 minutes. And, and I'm going to drag my finger across. And I'm like, oh, dude, it's right here. I just Googled it. It took me 11 seconds. See, it just grinds my gears because I like I like Arthur. I think he's a smart head coach, but it's like it almost feels like an ego thing. Where yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck the fantasy guys. It always you know, is. It's like, I don't care as a fantasy guy. How many, how many games could you win if you used them? Like, yeah. You might win eight games playing exactly like this. And we haven't even got into if Desmond Ritter's even – good or not which i don't think he is he nah, is I'm not getting, looking great i'm getting more and more cool on I, like, I mean i just i don't get let's the training find wheels. out let him throw yeah. the ball yeah Can we try the training wheels are just it's it's so crazy and and you know what for for whatever it's worth and and this is kind of a general week one thing i i i will i'll kind of make this a 
a general thing. I think the entire NFL is too cold right now. We were down Dude, in touchdowns. Bad. We all were down, bad. and it's, it's week it, one down. We're losing a, a preseason game. We have an extra bye week. Nobody plays in the preseason anymore. No. It's possible that week one is kind of we're kind of in this new fangled age of week one where it's the the dress Ooh, rehearsal slump. now. It's a yeah. dress rehearsal that counts, unfortunately. And and you yeah. know, I when I did theater, we used to have paid previews, and I always thought to myself, why don't we just call it a show? Paid previews. I mean, that's a show, right? That's a show. I, I kind of feel like to to you know the NFL, they're like, yeah, no, whatever. It'll, okay, they'll they'll figure it out. They'll you know they'll work out the kinks. But it's a product that people pay good money to watch, and we care a lot as like you said, fantasy players and and I think yeah, these teams care a lot too. I don't think anybody's out there putting together a ragtag performance because they want to. I think yeah. it's because they want to keep these players healthy and playing in the preseason is not they need more an rehearsal for that. But it's like, yeah, what are you gonna do there? Yeah, I I so I'll say this, I'll say this. Drake London too cold. Well, Puka Nakua over Drake London rest of season. I'm gonna go with. Um, that's that's way too hot of a take. We can't be sure of that just yet. I, I like Puka Nakua a lot, and he he did amazing things. Our waivers are pro- might run while we're on the air. No, it's gonna be a little bit later than that. Oh, but might be a minute. we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. A little sneak peek. How much fab did you spend on your most amount for Puka? Since this this episode isn't airing until waivers have run. Yeah, I would have. I'll tell you what, this is going to sound crazy, but in the only league that I'm in that uses Fab, Puka was already rostered because it's a, you know, 12 team, 30 spot bench dynasty. It's really league. unfortunate that you don't use Fab and Redraft. We, that makes me really sad. We are, there are pieces, you know, where it's in the works. Um, but I would have probably gone up to about 30% of my budget. Yeah, I'm sitting the $200 bid here. I don't even need him. $200 fab and out I, of uh, oh out of a $200 I sorry see. no yeah you're and I'm debating going $40 I'm I'm debating going so that's about 20% in. yeah yeah I could I could see people going up to 40 in my league if you need to really really need a wide receiver I wouldn't be shocked if someone dropped $80 on him just because you're gonna get four weeks of that's crazy I mean when you're talking like a cut if you're a cut manager or let's say you just lost Deontay yeah it's rare to find a wide receiver that you feel is going to be locked in for 10 targets for the next four weeks yeah. on the waivers. And then when he gets back, is it six, eight targets? Like, I think that's worth it. Yeah. yeah if you could say he's going to win you four games just by getting points on your bench, yeah, it might be worth it. I got two but more I, things I for you before we move on from Puka. Um, one, just because it's me and you, and nobody else is going to hear this conversation. I do have something to confess to you. I actually had Puka Nakua on my bench in one of my leagues, and I noticed that Van Jefferson was available, and I swapped them out before kickoff. Um, I mean, what are you going to do? It I felt mean, like the right call at the time, and now I can't sleep at night, and I wake <laughs> up in cold sweats, and I, I'm just like, Puka Nakua, when I wake up from my bed, but it is what it is. I drafted um, him in a couple of my dynasty leagues, and then... Um, our, our, my friend from who I met at the expo, Derek Brown, yeah. just won't stop tweeting about him. So I couldn't ignore it. Yeah. 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 I saw uh, a lot I of that. I was Nakua all over my timeline from him. So I was like, I guess I'm just keeping this dude no matter what. And, uh, I like him. I like him as a lot as a player. I think yeah. he's in a scheme that fits him really well. And I mean, I guess there is a question to be had of like how valuable he can be if he's getting 10 targets a game for the next four weeks. 
Let me run you through this stretch of uh, a quick two tales of two cities with Drake London here before we wrap this up. Yeah, that's actually what that was going to be my my tie in. And so now yeah. I can just say at the end, I want your rest of season pick. But go yeah. ahead. So Drake London through the first 13 weeks of last season ta- saw two games with over 10 targets in it in week two and week 13. Every other game, he didn't top seven targets. Most of those games, he didn't top five receptions. Absolutely brutal last year if you had Drake London through the first stretch. Mm-hmm. And then week 15, 16, 17, 18, he had 11 targets, nine targets, eight targets, and eight targets mm-hmm. with some really solid performances. Do we see the second half of last year or are they going back to the first half of last year? If we're going to get the first half of last year, I'll take Puka Nakua. Well, if we get Rit- the second half, I'll take London. Ritter came in late. So the chances that we see more of like the last couple weeks of the season eventually seems like it's a higher likelihood. I don't think that they'll let their top 10 pick wide receiver go to waste. I know they did the same thing with Kyle Pitts. I know that's you why sure? you're making faces. <laughs> I know. Oh, you sure about that? Um, the the no. highest drafted tight end in history is basically a glorified decoy blocker. Yeah, no, I do get it. I do see the 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 fear and they there. they made an effort this season to make him block more? I just, I feel like it's so important for us as a podcast to simultaneously promote um, gambling and reckless behavior, but also <laughs> to be the voice of reason. Yeah, for now, Drake. I'm going to take Drake, take Drake for now. Yeah, I still have faith in him as a player. I mean, I hope so. You you talked me into drafting him a, a little bit ahead of ADP in a, in a dynasty draft. And, you know, I didn't. Yeah, you and I'm still I'm still confident. You're riding. That. You're riding with Drake. I'm riding with Drake, too. Eventually, Arthur Smith and these Falcons are going to get rocked by a good team. Yeah. And he's going to realize he's kind of got to use them. Yeah. They can't play the Panthers forever. Right. Yeah. So I, I still have faith in Drake Lennon. Good temperature. Now I'm going to come back at you with one in a similar vein, and I'll start out with a player, and then I'll propose a scenario as well. Um, let's start out with how about uh, Mr. Dallas Goddard? Similar stat line to Drake London. Um, I think he might have scored the same amount of points. Yeah, What? right? Uh, zero? Yeah, Dallas zero. Goddard? Yeah. yeah. Horrible. What is the, so many donuts this week, Zach? Okay, I I like donuts just fine, but that many? Come on, man! One a week max. Um, That's a Homer Simpson level of donuts. Yeah, this was a Homer Simpson level. I can't I can't take it. But but give me your temperature on the player. Um. Yeah, I think uh, I'm not worried about him. I okay. I don't know what heat level that would be. If that's hot, cold, whatever it is. I think the overreactions um, would be cold. If you think that those overreactions yeah. are, cool. yeah, cool. I, think, I like uh, it. I think we need to heat this up a little bit. Get mm-hmm. back in on Dallas Goddard. The Eagles' offense is going to be fine. Jalen Hurts is going to be fine. They didn't look great. Devonta Smith and offense yeah, looked okay. Devonta Smith and AJ Brown both had a good day. But can we talk about how good the Patriots looked? Yeah, they did. Their defense no. was really solid. Yeah. They were and, a big part of the reason that that game was, and and it was a boat race at the beginning, so it looked like it was going to be maybe a slow day, and Philly's you know firepower would be on ice. But Mac brought him back; he deserves credit. And I do have a little bit of concerns about the Philly defense not being what it was last year. Yeah, and we kind of saw flashes of them being a little disorganized, 
Yeah. Um, the the D line still looks damn good. Oh, D line's filthy. Yeah. And, yeah. and Jalen Carter had, I mean, he's, he is what was promised out of the draft. He's going to be a next great D tackle. But I, I concern a little bit about their secondary. Their offense was a little bit shaky. Again, kind of one of those teams that it's like, how much rust did these guys have coming into the week? Um, but I think it's fine. Dallas Goddard was never going to be a target hog. You know he's at least three on the target order on that team. It's going to go Brown. It's going to go Smith. And then you got Goddard. Mm-hmm. But you're hoping this year is that you're going to see more passing yards from the Eagles. I still think that happens. I think it happens more if the defense is a little shaky. Uh, I don't think you're going to be getting like a 10 reception game every week from Dallas mm-hmm. Goddard. And him dis- any tight end disappearing is like normal. Doesn't kind of par for the unless, course, unfortunately. Yeah, unless you're Travis Kelsey, you're right. not going to be catching eight passes every week in a touchdown. Yeah. And I think, yeah, Dallas Goddard gives you as good of a shot as a touchdown. This Eagles offense will be better than it was in week one. Don't panic. So then I'll come back at you with a like a this or that similar to yours, but it'll be maybe a little bit less spicy because Puka Nakua <laughs> is just the. I mean that He's I. Up the internet. I'm right not now, kidding man. when I say that I I wake up and I hear his name in my head and I say it out loud like my girlfriend was like who is that what who, who, who are you talking about um i'm telling you right now let's start off let's start off easy okay let's start off easy <laughs> dallas goddard or george kale rest of season not as easy as as i thought i'm, I'm like sitting in my head trying to think about which side you thought this was going to be easy for well i guess when i meant easy i meant like it's yeah i, I actually meant hard yeah, I was gonna. I'm gonna go down the list. Kittle, Kittle looked good with the 49ers. If he limited action, healthy, not enough, not enough targets for my taste. But no, no, didn't the need game him. was out of hand right. quickly. And I, you pretty much, I, you can see MC kind of dominated. Yeah, um, six targets for Kittle. Pittsburgh, w- w- say what you will about them, they're great against tight ends. Um. God, man, I kind of want to go Kittle. I kind of yeah. want to go Kittle. You, you, yeah. you were a little bit like, correct me if I'm wrong. So you were similar. a little bit anti-Kittle, or or a little bit maybe it was at his, at his draft cost, but at his draft cost, you yeah. weren't in on yeah. Kittle this year, so you'd probably have no shares of him. I'm guessing. No, no, I don't. So, I'm, I'm okay with that. I see those guys so similar. It's me like, too. That's why I, I asked. I didn't Ayuk, mean. I meant hard. AJ, and then you got Debo, Devonta Smith. And then your yeah. tight end as like your third guy on a team that prefers to run the football. It's like they're so similar to me that I don't know if I would really pick one of them more confidently. But I think Kittle's the better tight end, so I'll just roll with Kittle. That's how that breaks down for me. Sure. And then okay, so let's get let's get hotter. This is a hotter take. So so um, we did see a certain uh, rookie tight end. Get some targets. Don't get even some... bother with me. It's <laughs> I don't even want to talk about. No, it's not. No love unless for Dalton. You're say, unless you're saying Sam Laporta, and then no. we have a conversation here. That's a joke. Good joke. Hilarious joke, Zach. It's funny, but which of those tight ends had a better game? I mean, Dalton Kincaid was four for twenty-six. Um, in the tight if end I'm landscape, that might make him a tight end one. I'm, I'm actually I'm not, not kidding. You're sleeping because Sam Laporta had five for thirty-nine, so he was outshined by the other rookie tight end here. But I, I get what you're saying. I think a lot of it is you take those ill-advised quattro 
Josh Allen, ridiculous turnovers. Let's just call them what they are. You give those the Bills those extra possessions that that he cost them. But you know them. what you can't. You know what you can't do. What? You can't give those back, Kevin. I know, but, away. but we do have to project. <laughs> and you know what he's gonna do the rest of the season? Throw a couple more picks. Yeah, it's gonna he, happen. He might throw a couple more picks. He might cost the Bills a couple more games. It's kind of what he does. He will <laughs> ultimately win them more than he loses them. But yeah. he will. It's almost like uh, what's the what are the I, I I relate everything back to Mario Party. You'll have to help me with some sort of a real life example of this. But they used to have these um, at the end of the game. You would collect coins, right? Like it would be like, oh, like your file. You you collectively you all collected this many coins, and then at the end of the game, you could turn on this thing called the multiplier, and it either doubled what you won or it cut what you won in half. And Zach, you know where a lot of my bad gambling habits come from. I kept that thing on 24 motherfucking seven. And I, when I lost half my coins that I earned, I was like, no, this sucks. And when I doubled my coins, I was like, yes, this is so sick. That's like Josh Allen. That's how he plays football. You know what I think about it? It's, it's like every once in a while, you'll get paid like $300 into your Venmo account. And it's just sitting there and you're like, this is free money. I can go into the year. I can spend this however I want. Where is this without going? Transferring it to my bank account, and that's Josh Allen. At the beginning of the year, he gets three hundred dollars in his Venmo account, and he can buy whatever he wants for free, which are those interceptions, as long as he doesn't spend all of it and start pulling from his bank account. So he's got a leeway of like oh, he, he can does. throw one, he's two some, interceptions a game and still he's, win. He's got but some if house he money. Spelling three, four interceptions. Then you're you're pulling from the bank account. That's no longer free money. Yeah, he's getting criticized for he, that. He's he's he tapped into his freaking savings last night. He was transferring funds last night, Zach. I, I love the man, but he yeah, he he, was, he infringed he on too much. So let's let's bring no, this show I, back I, on the rails. Goddard I, over Kincaid, not even a question for me. Doesn't have the ceiling that I think Goddard does right now. Yeah, yes, they tried to get him involved, but he looked like a shy young boy out there. Let's be. All Let's right, Zach. He, I know you watched the game, bro. He looked good. He lowered his shoulder. He looked good. He got he open. Good. Shy young boy. That was just hater. Confidence. That was just hater no, he, talk. No, it's not. A shy, it's not shy. As in, like, it's his first NFL game. He doesn't have the confidence. You'll yet. have to explain He's where not. where his confidence lacked because I thought he looked perfectly confident. It's 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 in his his like judgment of the field. The game's moving a little fast. He had designated looks. I'd like to bring up the fact that these weren't looks that he was just out there like forcing targets to himself they were plays that clearly were in route for him you have well, two tight ends on the field you would and he's think that, that would be something flat. that would make you like him more it does that they're I mean, doing I that it. i love that they're doing it i think it's great they're getting him involved but he is not at the level of tight end where he's making reads pre-snap at like option routes like he's not doing any of that the way it'll that be interesting Goddard. to see moving forward because i i am anticipating that being part of his game yeah, i'll just say that I mean, that's that's where like the Kelsey comparisons come. Everyone in, like, gets the eased intelligence in. Level. Gibbs I do was eased in. Has, I think he's know, got time to ease in. So I'm not taking him right in. now. I still yeah. think it takes five, six weeks. Let's do one more each, level. a little quicker. Um, too hot, too cold, just right, and then we'll close out the show. What do you with with a final segment, final sip? What do you got for me? Ooh, let's go, my boy here. Too hot, too cold, just right. Calvin Ridley, top five wide receiver. Top five wide receiver. I'm glad you. I'm glad I'll you, give you. I'll give you six. I'm glad let's, you set that bar so high. One back. I will absolutely 
in the same breath as the Ayuk conversation, I okay, I do have to I actually finally do have to say something here. We do have to rein it in. Um, this is too hot. Top six is is too hot. I he's I great. Refuse to rein it in. <laughs> am I am I encouraged? Am I excited? Do I want us together to take a victory lap and take a bow for you know fading the people who were saying fade Ridley and Christian Kirk isn't going away and this, that, and the third? Zay Jones is the wide receiver too. Let's be real here. Calvin Ridley's yeah, the wide receiver Kirk one. He's been relegated to the slot. 100 percent And you you know me, I love slot guys. Usually that's a good thing, but Trevor Lawrence is a gunslinger and he's gonna push the ball down the field. And Calvin Ridley was always there. It felt like every time he dropped back an uncorked one, I saw that beautiful number zero, which looks <laughs> so damn gym. good. So clean. So damn good. Um, so but I do have to I the only basis that I'm bringing you in here is that top six is crazy. But top yeah, ten is super care. reasonable. Top ten is ceiling to me. I'll say that. Sixteen games, seventeen games. I think top six is well in the range of possibility. Name a, a better quarterback leap than you want this year than Trevor Lawrence. He's he's taking the leap. I mean, he you looks can't. Like he I mean, trusts. all the other quarterbacks who are the best in the league are already there. Right. Trevor's so gonna be. He could be the fourth. You, you have that next best quarterback who's taking a leap with a true number one receiver with clearly no rust. Yeah. Already trust him. Have you? Did you see some of those throws he was throwing to Ridley? Insane. Were just trust balls. Yeah. And it was like. And Ridley, and you know won him. Ridley said, I got you. Yeah. He said, don't even worry about it. Ridley I, won him. I, Trevor Lawrence had heart eyes for Calvin Ridley during yeah. that game. It, <laughs> I mean, there were reads that he hiked the ball and just stared at Ridley and waited till he got open. It's like he knew he was going to get open. So he just held the ball and looked at him until he did. And then he was like, okay, great. First down. Thank you. So let's, like, let's ask you the question. Is top six too hot, too cold, or just right? Is that too cold, Zach? No, I think that's just okay. right. I think that's okay. just right. I do think you got J. Jeff, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase. I'm not worried about the Bengals. You lock in at three, but then no, behind but that, I you mean, forgot a name. You forgot a name. Ten for one hundred two and one. Oh, Diggs. You're right. Diggs yeah, is hundred percent. No, You're Diggs good. is in there. But I could see Ridley and Diggs having very similar seasons. Me too. Just volume. And that's why I think. That's yeah, why I think top six is as well within the play. I mean, Garrett Wilson's out of the question now. It's not unfortunately happening. so hard. We do have to give a moment of silence on Coffee Shop Sports to yeah, the role. Jets fantasy hype train. With the Garrett Wilson top um, five season never going to happen this year. Adios. Um, I do want to say that um, 9-11, a day New York will never forget. This is kind of, of Rogers Achilles. Um, that's a big yeah. That's no the only thing. Reason, though, right? Yeah. No, I do want to <laughs> also say this though, brother. Um, it's kind of ironic. I went back and watched the clip of me proclaiming the Jets are going to miss the playoffs. And I kind of sort of, again, Jets fans, please avert your ears. I actually literally compared the Jets offensive line to the Achilles heel of the team. A rough comparison. Aged no. kind of yeah. poorly. Man, Aged sucks. kind of poorly. I, just, I can't yeah. think of a more devastating injury in the last like 10 years. That was no. like... Just, I just feel so bad for the Jets. And I don't too. say that much. The Jets I feel bad for Jets fans. The Jets, Rogers. I mean, he finally looked like he was having fun again. He ran out with yeah, the flag. Cool. It was so cool. And and hey, you know, while we're on it, I mean, the Jets winning that game was special for them. That was a hell of a gut punch that oh, they took. They, they responded. Their defense 
is going to be one of the legit. best in the league. It's going to be one of the best in the league. Yeah. And they're going to win games because of it, and they're going to get close to the playoffs. And do you, do you think they go out and get a veteran QB? Too hot, too cold, or just right? Getting Chet's, a veteran QB? Chad's getting a veteran QB. I think it's inevitable they get a QB, but I do think it will be for a backup. So I is it just right? This or... is Zach Wilson's team. Um, I think it might if be. You're saying, if you're saying picking up a veteran QB is insurance, just right. If you're saying okay. picking up a veteran QB to, to come push lead for the this job. team to the playoffs, it's just not happening, man. It's not yeah. going to happen. So why don't you? So I got one more name for you, right? And then we, and then well, I forget. Remind me one more time. Is is that is that everything we had planned for today? Yeah, man. I mean, we, we did could get do some. We could do some looking ahead. Yeah, let's weekend. let's do a little bit of a quick little preview because we we did there. cover a lot of ground. I I. Every rabbit hole we wanted to go down, we went down. This is for sure a podcast for the ADD people out there, like myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was a blast, and and it's nice to see the MC, Mr. Golden Child Zach, roll around in the mud with me for one episode. Yeah, let it loose um, for a day, man. It was week one. It was just time to enjoy a podcast together. Just absolutely. Banter, this banter this is the coffee shop right here. This is this is the the basis of our of our brotherhood, but. Let's let let me get your temperature on T Higgins. What what are we checking on? Are well, we... zero for zero and zero is that indicative of a season that you're concerned about, or is that too hot? I'm not concerned about these Bengals at all. Um, eight targets, zero catches, <sighs> insanity. Uh, does that, does that say something about Burrow's health? I think Joe it does. should not have been playing football. There's no no shot that he I mean, you obviously that's hindsight analysis, like twenty twenty. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. But he should not have been playing football. He was not getting any zip on his ball. He he doesn't have a lot of like that top ten arm talent anyway. Yeah. To like just rocket a ball in there. So he needs that pressure from his back leg and his calf has to be bothering him. There's no way that was a healthy Joe Burrow. Miles Garrett looked like the thing rolling <laughs> through that offensive line. Yeah. Did you see the clip of him doing a little crossover dance and then yeah, sacking that was Joe so Burrow? So sick. That's the most disrespectful thing I've ever that was seen on a football so field. Sick. I mean, I you can't not be a Garrett fan after watching him literally do a little crossover dance and then sack a quarterback he, as if it's nothing. He's an animal. He's he an absolute is animal. So I mean, probably the best defensive end in the NFL. I mean, yeah, he's right up there with TJ and really Nick and, and Rashawn. Yeah, it's it's 100%. Um so so then let's 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 play this game. Let's bring this game back. Give me a, a 1 to 10 panic button for for uh, T Higgins. I'm at a 3. I wasn't huge on him coming into the season. I do think he was like a high wide receiver 2. Yeah, which never warranted his third round draft pick for me. So on the basis of that's what I'm expecting from him, I'm a zero. I'm a I'm a zero. Once oh, wow. Burrow's healthy, it's just back to back. It's it's just back to what it was for these. You bangles. just think it'll be I, volatile and and hit and miss and. I mean, Higgins has always been hit or miss. He's never been that like locked in week in week out giving you performance, guys. He he's the wide receiver too for that team. I think that's the performances you get. This week one was a brutal hit in the nuts for you, but. I think two or three weeks, Burrow's actually healthy. And then you're just back to the T Higgins, Jamar Chase madness. Yeah. And I'm just happy that we're here to in, at the coffee shop to commiserate with everybody because 
I had so dude, I had so many gooses in my lineups. I, I I'm I'm also in six leagues, so the number of just teams that you know projected to be the highest scoring in the league, you know this that and the other, you know get scoring like fifty points. But I had leagues where I scored like fifty points. Dak Prescott late, scored bro. like six. Yeah, fantasy points i mean it's tough because they were just so good it's just game script there were so many weird bizarre week one fluky game scripty un unprecedented kind of games that so giants let's get let's go one to ten really quick rapid fire giants you panicked at all about them uh yeah yeah i'm a little panicked on the giants the offensive line looked flat out awful i'm at a four um i'll, I'll raise it up to a five i am five. i'm worried about the giants offensive line yeah, the line's bad. Dimes I'm worried about them not being back better than they were last year. Yeah. Hey, if they are what they are last year, I'm stoked. That's where I drafted my Giants that I have, you know, stakes yeah, in. Yeah, I think they'll be better. Playing against that Cowboys defense is never good. And good the way the game shook down, I mean, you you, yeah. you have put together a good drive, your first drive of the season, and you are down 7 nothing on a blocked field goal. Like, kind of yeah. a little bit of a punch in the stomach. quick. I'll say yeah. four or five. Yeah, four to five is fine. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, let's talk week two, Zach. Where are you at on your feelings regarding week two for the players we talked about? Anybody we didn't talk about? Is there a matchup that you're excited about? And is there a particular reason why? Yeah, man. Um, the Thursday night game, Eagles Vikings. Your boys. I mean, I mean, sure. Yes, my boys. Noted Vikings fan. Zach, talk about that real quick. That Baker Mayfield stiff arm was, it oh, just yeah. made me feel happy inside. Seeing Baker out there just, just want to know Baker. Is, you know, know I just Baker. loved it. I mean, that, like the resurgence, whatever, is probably not happening. We'll see. But just seeing some fire it's not back on, in him. Yeah. You sort of get your weight up, little boy. I love what he said to him. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. I, get, just stiffing arming a D back as a quarterback and telling him to get his weight up, like my favorite. I also so love the Mike Evans peppering that is exactly yeah. why i was in on mike evans i felt like they were kind of a weird matchup made in heaven almost and Baker's never supported a top is it 24 wide receiver in his career Ooh. i think that's the truth i think even beckham anybody that he's been with well, was never going to be beckham they did not have chemistry at all well he's never supported a top 24 wide receiver so that was the fear yeah. with those two and uh if he targets mike evans like that he might get it done finally so good to yeah I'll, I'm actually looking forward to the Eagles-Vikings game to reassess the Eagles. I don't actually think it's going to be. They might get washed the same way they did last year. I think Jay Jeff will be perfectly fine. Yeah. But that Eagles backfield, we saw Kenny Gainwell get every single touch. Yeah, it was Are crazy. we going to see a little more swift? Is it the Gainwell backfield? Like, There's talks of Gainwell missing this game. So that really yep. heavily increases the likelihood that we'll see a little bit more of a backfield split. But when he's healthy, Zach, are we looking at a he's Kenny Gainwell backfield? I mean, he kind of feels like he, it. He's the most trusted, but I do think there will be other backs. I think involved. Swift is I the most talented, was, objectively. I think Swift is the most talented. Rashad Penny was probably the best runner, but it looks like he's getting the iced out treatment from there's talks of, of him being washed there's talks of him being dust is the actually yeah. exact word i heard today questionable for sure he looks pretty um, darn okay last year yeah he did i mean he's he as a runner in the nfl he's never looked bad so yeah if gainwell is, misses i really want to see what that backfield looks like kind of when it's going to go moving forward yeah. um 
Ravens Bengals. I want to see if the Bengals come back to life. Hell yeah! I want to see the Wrangles. Tough, tough matchup to do it in though. I said the Wrangles. I just said the (laughs) Wrangles. I love that. Tough matchup to do it in there against against the Ravens defense. They have a great defense, and you know, for what it's worth, the Ravens should have probably uh, took it, taken it to the Texans a little bit worse. Other than Zay Flowers, really, they didn't really have much offensive production at all. Pour one out for your J.K. Dobbins. Bold Rose prediction oh, of him being in top sucks. ten. That's another salute. Feels so bad for that guy. Yeah. yeah, we lost we lost some some great men out there um, this weekend. Um, some really good games on this slate, man. Um, yeah. Seahawks Lions. I think that should has be the makings game. of a good game. Should be a good game. Um, should, hopefully, it's a shootout. Hopefully, Seattle gets their head out of their ass. Let's just say it, call it what it is. <laughs> I'd like to see them bounce back. Um, Chiefs Jaguars, man. Really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I want to see playoff Patrick rematch. Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence. I yeah. really hope Kelsey's healthy for this because, damn, that'd be such a good game. I if, want to see this Jaguars team with uh, with Calvin Ridley on that on that roster, man. Yeah, dude. Um, if if um, if Kelsey's not healthy, then I'm gonna lose in every single league again. Um, I I like where your head's at. You're 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 spitting some some real fire. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out out at you. I got two games that I'm really excited about. I would say mostly. Um, I'm excited for the Dolphins taking on the Patriots. Um, that game is going to be huge for both teams because the Patriots are trying to avoid an 0-2 hole. The Dolphins are trying to go 2-0 and and grab a stranglehold of the division. So That's the Sunday night game, isn't it? I believe so. It should be a great matchup. There should yeah, be should some be fireworks. Uh, you know, unfortunately... You know, I did do an AFC East roundtable with a company called Let's Talk Sports today. Um, shout out to those guys for having me. And um, they, the Patriots guy had me sort of sipping the Kool-Aid a little bit. Had me sort of believing that the Patriots can hang in with the Dolphins. Is that, is that a hot take? No, I mean, yeah, I've, I like the Patriots. They, hang like in with the Eagles. they always have a really good defense. And with an offensive court, it can be overstated how important the Bill O'Brien signing was agreed like having a real offensive coordinator we saw mac jones look good again i mean you saw rookie year mac jones kind of looking like he's cutting apart this eagles defense a little bit with absolutely no wide receivers to throw to except for kendrick Bourne out here having a resurgence game yeah and and your boy juju let's not forget yeah but he wasn't that involved i was kind of disappointed in his involvement yeah he he wasn't as involved as well because his knee's gonna explode any second zach you didn't know any second just walking (laughs) on stupid (laughs) absolutely stupid um but also let's let's look at this too this is another really important thing to think about um points off turnovers uh, is one of the most underrated and most important stats in the nfl Mm -hmm. and and patriots are great at that they are but what i was going to say was josh allen's points off turnovers because he's the only person who turned the ball over for the bills for the jets was 13 and those 13 points are the reason the bills lost the game because they were up in the second half by two scores you take the quarter out of it you take the fact that it happened in the second half out of that equation we might not be as mad patriots points off turnovers eagles capitalized on the mac jones pick six and then the fumble on the ensuing drive patriots are down 16 nothing before they blink and nobody's mad at, at, at those turnovers because they happened in the first quarter, right? They righted the ship, right? But it had the same impact on the final score, right? Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting thing because, I mean, 
obviously you'd rather turn the ball over in the first quarter than the fourth quarter, but points are points and a loss is a loss and points off turnovers are the same in a vacuum throughout the game. And, you know, it's important to note that apart from the turnovers and apart from Kayshawn Boutte's footwork, Patriots might win that game. Yeah, the the reason I will say they're a little different to me is Mac Jones's pick six just wasn't his fault. Like there was no it's just not his fault. A deflected pass off a wide receiver bounces in the air. Darius Slay's there to pick it up and take it to the house. But it's like, the Patriots' fault, though. I mean, I know, I know what you. I get the point you're making. I mean, like a play like that is like it's a fluky play. Like you have two players kind of collide with the defensive back. The ball bounces off of their back in the air and is just into Darius Slay's hand. Like that's that sucks, but it's not anybody's fault, you know. I mean, it's, that, that I type get of stuff you're... just happens. I mean, did did you see the pick six? Do you remember? Like, did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, I was watching the game. Yeah, I, I mean, it was like, it was, it was right off of Bourne's hands, like oh, kind of like a fluky, like someone's hitting him in the side off the hands. I'm not putting that on Mac Jones. So. I mean, it, but but that's I guess that's besides the point. This isn't a Mac Jones thing. This is just sort of like a, you know, the vibes are so different from a game where you fight and and you know there uh, people hate this term but th- what Honestly, they what, what they had was a moral victory it's expectations no one expected the patriots to come in and compete with the eagles week 1 it just wasn't an expectation yeah and rogers going down four snaps into that bills game they should have won that game oh, that's yeah. the difference no doubt it's like the expectations of you you have the patriots coming in at the defending super bowl eagles yeah. not champs but super bowl right. making eagles yeah and being down that big early and coming back and having such a close game that they almost won it. It's the expectations. It's it's performance compared to the expectations. Yeah. I don't think they can hang with the Dolphins, though, next mm. week. Uh, the Eagles were rusty. Clearly, we're not hitting on all cylinders. The Dolphins, on the other hand, though, looked good. I hope they get Taron Armstead back because then their offensive line will be a little more short, short up. But yeah, the offense level of the Dolphins, I do think... It's just a little too much for the Patriots right now. You think they'll overwhelm them? I don't think it'll be a super high-scoring game, but I don't think they could stop them from scoring three or four touchdowns. And then I'm not sure if the Patriots have the juice to come back and do the same thing. It'll be really interesting to see if the Patriots can get to Tua and if they can get him rattled a little bit. If I'm the Dolphins, my game plan would be to feature Raheem Mostert heavily, run it early and often, and then pick your spots to dial up a deep ball because we know the Patriots corners can be beat. They're kind of a sus group. So if I'm the Dolphins, I'm way, but their rookie cornerback looked great, man. I mean, you know, they, they got some guys, but you know, I I've never been the biggest Jonathan Jones fan. Um, Charlie Jones is explosive as a returner and a gadget guy, but I'm not super in on him as a, as a, like a lockdown kind of player. So, and they lost J.C. Jackson a handful of years ago. They haven't really had a big-name replacement since. So well, Christian I'm, Gonzalez is looking like the real deal. He did look, he did look damn good in, in the first game. He, he, had some, he had some really good reps. Um, I, don't think, I don't think they can hang with Tyreek Hill or uh, Waddle. And I think the Dolphins are going to get to some quick short passes, get the ball yeah. out of Tua's hands quickly. The Patriots are going to try and run the ball down their throat the same way the Chargers did. But I don't think they'll have the gas that the Chargers had, and uh, yeah, I think the Dolphins can still pull it out. So, I'll, yeah. I'll and last but not least, 
I mean, you know where I'm going with this, but I'm looking for a revenge game for my for my stallion. I'm looking for him to put last week behind him. I don't care about the the Bills Raiders. Oh, like, the game's gonna suck. No, it's, it's not gonna be a good game. I, I'm hoping it's the, I'm hoping it's a boring game. I'm hoping it's a route. All it's gonna be to me is the Raiders moving the ball down the field four yards at a time, <laughs> getting a field goal or maybe a nice touchdown in. I think Devontae Adams is going to make the Bills secondary look like kids, and he's not going to get the ball thrown to him enough anyway, so it's not going to matter. And then the Bills are going to come back to what they were and smoke them. You think they're going to? You think they're going to? You think it's going to be a? I'm hoping it's a routing, but you know, it'll be fun to watch. Regardless, I I want to see a a get right game. I'll say that much. I want to see a get right. Always do. They had. They they do always to the Raiders. We need to bring the panic level to a ten. If they lose 10 to the Raiders, right yeah. yeah, I would say maybe like I'm between, a 10. I'd say like a 7 to 10. Yeah, I'd, I'd get right up in there. That's um, two two losses to start the season against the Rodgers Zach Wilson and the Jets. And and Garoppolo, yeah. The Jimmy, yeah, I'm you're, I'm cranking the radar to 10. This is a huge if here, bills. people. You know, we're, let's not doom cast. Let's not, uh, let's <laughs> no, not be. Course. I mean, I'm, I'm not thinking it happens. Yeah, but. I don't think so either. But you're, Devontae Adams, is, he, is, he is a freak. Let's not forget about him. Yeah. No, he's not being targeted enough in that offense, and uh, hopefully they get him right with maybe twelve. Raiders are one to know, baby. I, I and I yeah. love Jimmy G. Yeah, I think Jimmy G is so underrated. The Dolphins, I mean, not the Dolphins. The Broncos didn't make it that hard on him. So, are the Broncos concerned. cooked? Are the Broncos cooked? Tough to tell, man. I think they're Tough cooked. to tell. It's a little too early for me on them. New new head coach in the building. I I want to see a little more. That that onside kick at the beginning of the game was. Hilarious. They almost got it too. Just but a complete blown effort. I'm gonna say I'm gonna a, say that the the Broncos are medium well. I don't think Russ is cooked. I just don't think that roster is talented. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and if they are, then they're depleted. They're down so many men. Yeah, that it's it's gonna be. Yeah, not yeah. Good for them. Is Judy healthy? No, he's not playing. He didn't. Till... Play. Yeah, tough to say. Those hamstrings, man. Those hamstrings. Those are the peskiest injuries. <laughs> yeah. Good to see Javante back, though. Big time. Well, I think it's time for us to sign off, man. Yes, sir. Another another great episode, man. Hour fifteen. We're we're killing these marathon pods. Pleasure being back in the shop with you, brother. Hell yeah, man. I'm excited to watch some week two games going on. Uh, Can't wait. Check out this video will be on YouTube full length if you want to watch us for an hour and 15 minutes instead of listening to us yeah it's it's real dynamic you everyone's in a while it's there (laughs) yeah um it'll be on there you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts. you know where to get us follow us on the social medias and enjoy your night peace